Yo, what's going on guys? I just want to shout out the good people out there at Stadium Custom Kicks. If you guys hit the link in the description and you guys use code C Richmond, that's C-R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D at checkout, you'll be able to get free shipping on all your orders. And we are live. Welcome into the Ball Players Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Richmond, and in today's episode, we dive into my journey, my career, my injuries, just everything in between um, from growing up in Tennessee to going to boarding school to, you know, fracturing my face to my back injury to, to just all the crazy stuff that's happened to me. Um, I hope it really inspires some of y'all out there. Um, and if you could like, share, subscribe, all that sort of stuff, that would be greatly appreciated. Let's get right into it. All right, let's get right into it. Um, to really understand my, my, my chaotic story, man, um... You have to go back to the very, very beginning, um, back to when I was born. I was born a pound 13 ounces in Memphis, Tennessee on, uh, on August 23rd, 1999. Um, man, it was, it, it, man, it's crazy saying that, like thinking about that, like, holy smokes, I was, I was a miracle baby. Um, but after I was born, uh, my mom you know, couldn't even hold me. Um, they had to rush me directly to the NICU, um, to, which is the neonatal intensive care unit. If any, if any of you guys didn't know that, um, but man, it, it really was a chaotic and crazy time for my for my family um, because they didn't know if I was going to live. You know, I was I was too much premature. I was I literally could fit in the palm of somebody's hand. Um, you know, I was a little rat baby, as my mom says. Um, you know, I was tiny. Um but yeah, they uh they sent me to a NICU, spent about ninety days in an incubator. Um and after I got sent home after those ninety days were up, um I got sent home and you know, my, my parents thought everything was going to be fine and I was going to be normal. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Um, I had to be hooked up to a bunch of, a, a bunch of machines. Um, one that like kept, like that kept my lungs like pumping oxygen into me. And then, um, I think, I think it was a ventilator actually, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but another one for my heart and then like a bunch of other ones. Um, but yeah, it was it was crazy. Um, so when I was back home, I uh, I almost died like four or five times. Um, one of the times the machine revived my heart, um, it stopped beating, and it, and the machine it was a it, it it was one of these machines where it put off a police like siren, and uh, it actually shocked me back to life. Um, the other two times. Um, my uh my mom like like heard the siren and got up and revived me um and then the other one time i think i think i just stopped breathing um but yeah it was it was crazy um obviously i don't remember much of it because i was a baby but uh from what my mother and my dad have told me it's insane 
Um, but piggybacking off of that, um, after that, it was, man, it was very chaotic, I'll be honest. Um, my parents ended up getting divorced when I was two years old. Um, which, you know, people say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. now." like I, I grew up with divorced parents. It's, it's whatever. Um, at this point, you know, I'm, I'm used to it. Um, but anyway, continuing on, um, I want to say, I want to say, let me see. I think I was, I think I was, uh, four years old. When I got when I got enrolled in pre K um, at Lausanne, if anybody's listening, um, if anybody's listening uh, from Memphis, you know, like Lausanne Collegiate School, and so I got enrolled um, at like four years old, and I was doing pre K, and then when I say I was um, I was five when I started kindergarten over there, um, but yeah, I. Uh, went to Lausanne uh, pre-k through um, first grade and man it was I, I was I was a crazy chaotic child let's let's just say that um excuse me I was very energetic um, I was the kid at recess that would get just go you know balls to the walls and go crazy um, I would throw wood chips to people you know like whatever um, man it was it was Oh my gosh, I was crazy. Um, I was very energetic. Um, couldn't sit still. I still can't sit still today. Um, but yeah, I went there pre-K through first grade, um, and then the summer going into my first, my no, the summer going into my second grade year, um, my mom tells me that that I'm switching schools. And I really didn't know what it meant, you know, whatever. But um, I then transferred to Briarcrest Christian School. Um, if any of y'all from Memphis are listening, then you know Briarcrest. Um, but also that that summer, I discovered baseball. Um, now, up until this point, I really had never really like picked up a ball or like played with a played with a ball or like really had ever you know thought about doing sports um but I uh that summer um I got introduced to one of my mom's colleagues um his name is Dr. Eddie and uh you know I think my mom had worked with him like once or twice when like she had taken me to the hospital with her for rounds like she would do rounds to patients and like go see them um and i would just chill in the waiting or chill in the doctor's lounge and just eat a bunch of food and watch tv um but right around that that summer um my mom had introduced me to dr eddie's kids and they were some of my best friends like all my memories when I was younger was with them. And so I can distinctly remember we went over to to their house um, one day and or one night, and it was like for a dinner party or something. And I go upstairs um, to go 
like play with Tonka trucks or something. I forget. I forget what it was. Um, but they had a um, they had a baseball game on, and like I thought it was a, the coolest thing ever. I don't know why, but I just did. And so then I think that next week after after I saw the baseball game, my mom signed me up for baseball. My mom like signed me up to play with my friends, and um, you know, at, at first I really didn't. Like at first, I really didn't understand what I was doing. Um, you know, I just wanted to play with my friends. Um, so she signed me up at the local, at the local rec league um, right there in Carterville, um, which is a suburb of Memphis. Um, so I'm playing with my friends, and you know, I love it. And then I end up going to Briarcrest um, my second grade year I started at Briarcrest and um you know I was I was probably around seven years old at this point um yeah I'm playing with my friends I'm playing at the rec league and all that sort of stuff um so you know I'm just trying to play with my friends like that's the that's the number one thing in in my brain is like I'm trying to play with I'm trying to play with my friends but man, I fell in love with baseball. Like I, like I don't, I don't know what it was. Like I think it was just finally that one thing that could make me focus. Like it, like I couldn't sit still in class. I couldn't, you know, I couldn't stop talking. Um, but baseball was the one thing that really could make me focus and really like capture my attention. And I loved it for some reason. Even at the even at that young age, like I loved it. And so then continuing on with with like going into grade school um, or continuing continuing on with grade school um, really and truthfully um, you know as I moved up into into third grade um, fourth grade you know whatever um, I start to realize like playing rec ball is like looked down upon like even in like fifth grade like I can remember being at Briarcrest and, you know, I thought it was normal just to play, you know, j- just to play, you know, rec ball. Like, I thought it was normal. Like, you'd play fall ball and then, you know, you'd play, you'd continue playing, you know, in the spring. Well, come to find out when I was like, when I was like going into my sixth grade year, like all these other people at Briarcrest had, you know, that were all the athletes. They had been playing, you know, on this team or that team or, you know, this travel ball team called the called the Dodgers, you know, and they also played with the Memphis Travelers or whatever. And I didn't think anything of it at the time because, heck, I mean, I was in, you know, sixth grade. I was just trying to figure out how to, how to organize my locker in middle school. Uh, but Brockhurst was, was interesting, man. Um one, th- one thing I forgot to say is that uh, Zebrakis had a dress code. Um, they had a dress code that included, you know, you had to wear khaki khaki pants. You had to wear a collared shirt. You couldn't have your hair a certain length. You know, it couldn't be on your ears. You know, my mom would have to get last-minute haircut appointments because, you know, my hair was too dang long and it was on my, was on my ears. And I would get dress coded and I would get sent home with a note. Um but really going into middle school, um, 
man, it, it really was a, a trying time in my life. Um, you know, right around that time, I, I, you know, my mom really couldn't figure out why I couldn't sit still. Um, and my dad, you know, has, has ADD. Um, and, you know, she kind of thought that I had it. Um, but, you know, I did some testing and, you know, um, we finally figured out why I couldn't sit still and, and why I couldn't focus in, in school. Um, and it was because I had ADD. Um, so that really was, you know, a, a really shocker to me. Cause like, I didn't know what it meant. Like I was just focused on, you know, figuring out how to, you know, how to blend in in middle school and, you know, and, uh, you know, middle school was, was scary to me, you know, as a, as an incoming sixth grader, I was like, oh my gosh, like I have to have a locker and minors and all this other stuff. Um, but, uh, going into, you know, that, that sixth grade year, it was, it really was, uh, a trying time for me because that was around the time that I had gone to the eye doctor and he was like, um, we need to get you some glasses basically. And I didn't want to have glasses. I thought glasses were, were so, and were so not cool. And so I ended up getting glasses and man, that really was, you know, I was going through puberty and, and all these different things. Um, but you know, as soon as I started wearing the glasses, um, I started getting bullied. Um, yeah, because I really was small. Like, I was a tiny dude at, you know, in sixth grade. Like, I wasn't, like, your average sixth grader either. I was probably, I want to say, like, 40 pounds, like, in sixth grade. Like, I was skinny, skinny. And, um, you know, the the bullying continued um, all throughout, um, all throughout, uh, all throughout, you know, middle school. Man, it, it really was a hard time, you know, because I was going through, you know, puberty and, you know, my parents were divorced and I was starting to grasp what that meant. Um, you know, and, and up until that time, like, I didn't, like, I didn't, I didn't fully realize, like, my parents aren't together and, you know, that they, that they, you know, that, that I was different. And, um, you know, and it's not in a bad way. Like, I don't look at it now as a bad thing. I think, you know, it had to, it had to happen for, you know, for me to be the person I am today. Um, but getting bullied was, you know, in middle school was, was, was crazy. Like, it, it really was. Um, it, it did a number on my self-esteem. It did a number on my self-confidence. Um, but also on the baseball side of things, um, you know, that, that really was a time where like I started figuring out like playing rec ball is not, you know, what everybody does. And, you know, I asked my mom, you know, several times like, Hey, can I start playing travel ball? You know, like, can I start playing, you know, with the Dodgers, with the travelers, you know, whatever. Um, and my mom, I can remember us walking into the house after after going to Kroger, a, a grocery store, if y'all don't know. Um, 
and she says, "Sweetie, I, I just I just don't have time. Like I have to do surgeries and all that sort of stuff, um, you know. And it, it really was like." like wow like it was a wow moment for me being like man I can't play travel ball like I'm gonna be outside the cool kids club you know pretty much um for me that's how I felt um but I continued to play rec ball um you know I got into coach pitch got or no not 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 coach pitch I got into kid pitch sorry um fun fact I didn't even play t-ball I went straight into coach pitch um, but really started to get into kid pitch, um, right around middle school. Um, and that was, that was definitely interesting, um, to say the least. Like I, I really like started to like really enjoy the game once it got to be kid pitch. With coach pitch, it kind of felt like it was being babied. Like I was like, oh, this sucks, whatever. You know, I was, I was a kid. Um, but, you know, going through high school – or, no, not not high school, middle school, sorry. Um, it was – man, along with the bullying and along with, you know, my mom not letting me tri- – my mom not letting me play travel ball, excuse me. Um, it, it really did a number on me, to be honest. Um, you know, I, I was breaking out in acne. You know, I dealt with that. Um, the classes certainly didn't help. My, you know, wannabe Justin Bieber cut didn't really help. Um, you know, the bullying was was pretty pretty significant. Um, I was also, you know, at that time, um, my academics were really really struggling. Um, I I wasn't in this program, but like I was, you know, I had access to extra help because of my because of my ADD. Um, and right around that time, also, um, my mom ended up uh, getting getting remarried, um, and excuse me. Sorry, had to, had to take a sip of my water. Um, but she ended up getting remarried around that time, um, so everything everything was just happening at once, um, and a lot of stuff was changing, and I just. You know, as a as a seventh grader, you don't really know how to handle it, um, and you know, also I, I forgot to mention my my dad around the time I was six years old started dating started dating this woman named Paige. Um, she plays a vital part in my story in the later part, um, but I had gotten kind of used to having her around the her around you know in my life. Um, but yeah, my mom ended up getting remarried. Um, didn't really know how to handle that. Um, I liked the guy, but you know, like it was just a new male figure in my life. Then the bullying and the acne and baseball and all that sort of stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but pretty much, you know, getting through, you know, middle school was really tough. Um, and also my eighth grade year, um, I signed up to play in the band, um, yeah, in middle school. Cause I thought, you know, oh man, like this would be a way to, for me to make friends. Like I had friends, but like 
I didn't have, you know, like the typical, like, um, you know, like going over and having sleepovers, stuff like that. Like, I was just so enthralled with baseball that, like, that, that was all my focus was on at that point. And, you know, I, I just was always playing sports. You know, right around middle school time, you know, right around, you know, my seventh grade year, I want to say, is when I started playing basketball, really, you know, for a, for an AAU team. It's M33M. I don't think it's, I don't think it's around anymore. Um, I started playing for them and then playing, playing rec ball too. Um, and then after my eighth grade year, um, I, man, I really didn't have the greatest grades like I'm just gonna be real I sucked in eighth grade like it was was no bueno like the ADD didn't help um the fact that Briarcrest's academics were really hard in middle school didn't really help um so my mom sat me down uh one night and told me that I would be transferring and that my stepdad at the time and her had come to this decision and that they were going to be looking around. Because, like, I'm going to be real with y'all. I had C's and D's as an eighth grader. It was awful. Like, I just, you know, I didn't know how to handle everything. Like, it was... Like, all the stuff happening in my personal life and the bullying and, you know, baseball had really taken center stage at that point, uh, for me at least. You know, I just really wasn't focused on school. You know, like, I was not organized. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing the things I was supposed to do, um, you know, in the classroom. And they told me that I was going to transfer to, uh, you know, for high school. And... I really didn't know what that meant. Like, I thought I was just going to be transferring to, you know, to a to a high school in Memphis. And then I want to say right around, like, July, they told me that they had found a school in Virginia called Oak Hill Academy and that it was a boarding school and that my um, – that my mom thought it would be really good for me to go. And I had no idea what a boarding school was, so I straight up asked her one night. I was like, Mom, what is a boarding school? And she goes, it's like college, but in high school. And I was like, what do you mean? What exactly do you mean? Like, I thought I was just going to go to Brycrest and graduate and whatever. And she tells me... Um, She's like, you'll live in a dorm, like you'll have a meal plan, um, whatever. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, no way this is happening. And so eventually we um, we take a visit to the school and um, come to find out, like, it's a huge basketball school, like, Kevin Durant went there, Carmelo Anthony, Rajon Rondo, the who's who in basketball. If you look them up, like, you'll see the list of alums, and you're like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Um, so, yeah, I went there for a year. Um, it definitely wasn't how I thought it was going to be. Um, at that time, 
um, Oak Hill, um, when you got there, you gave them your phone, if you had one, and they wouldn't give it back to you until the end of the school year. Now, granted, guys would keep their phone. Like, people would keep their phone. And, like, they, they had a... They had a uh, they had a dress code like the whole like the whole polo belt khakis the whole deal, but my grades really improved when I was there, and I really started to get into started to get into basketball um, at this point, and I was obviously still still obsessed with baseball, um, and that and that really was right around the time when I when I wanted to like when I first said. I want to play baseball in college. And I was strictly off seeing these, I don't know if y'all remember, but the day in the life videos from, I think it was student sports at that time. Um, I don't even know if they're still around. Um, but I used to see all these like day in the life of Jaron Kendall, day in the life of Jacob Gonzalez and seeing all these guys and like they're getting drafted and all this sort of stuff. And I'm thinking, man, that's so cool. I want to do that. Yeah, I want to go play college ball. And so I play there. Um, I play my freshman year there. Man, it, it was it was crazy because uh, they didn't have a baseball team until I got there. Um, and I think that that fall, yeah, that fall, I uh, I played on the JV soccer team, and like wanted to like I just wanted to play sports and I just played on the soccer team and you know whatever bought myself a pair of you know $30 soccer cleats and went at it um and then in the winter it was it was in it was in the middle of nowhere in Virginia like the place where Oak Hill is it's called Mouth of Wilson Virginia and literally if you look it up on Google it says it's an unincorporated unincorporated no uninhabited sorry um, county and it's like nothing is there but Oak Hill and it's right on the border of North Carolina and Virginia um, and it's funny because a bunch of NBA players that I was going to school with at the time like well no a bunch of players that made the NBA were in my classes and stuff like Dwayne Bacon who played for the Charlotte Hornets was in my survival skills class yes I had to do a, a, a thing called survival skills to you know for whatever reason they just made you do it so then um that spring man i i can vividly remember going into the headmaster's office and asking if we could have a baseball team because like we didn't have one like we had uniforms and everything but like there was no team and like at that time i was just kind of like naive to everything and like I said, yeah, I'm going to bring Oak Hill a state championship, whatever. I was like, uh, looking back on now, I was like, oh, my gosh, whatever. But um, so, like, I go to our headmaster, and I'm like, hey, like, I want to play baseball. Let's make a baseball team. And so the only way we would make a team is, like, basically, like, if I went out and campaigned for people. So I, like, started going around to all my friends and whatever, and asking them to like to like play on the baseball team and a, and a, a neat thing that like enticed people to join the baseball team was that you got to go off campus and when you went off campus you got your phone 
So then you could like you could like talk obviously talk to the outside world. Uh, but yeah, like I got to call my parents and things like that. Like they had a phone in the dorms that I could call my parents on. Like Oak Hill was just crazy because like I learned how to do my own laundry and all that sort of stuff. And I lived with I lived with roommates and like I had to live with like two other guys in a room and like in a dorm and all that sort of stuff. But um, anyway, going back to the baseball thing, um, man, it, it really was, it was, it was crazy looking back on it now. Like I had to beg our headmaster to let us play, and like we like we like played against other high schools in the area in like North Carolina, um, like like Podunk high schools, and like middle of nowhere. And I remember we played against like church teams and things like that. Um, and man, it, it was, it was crazy. Like looking back at it now, like it's crazy that I even did that. But yeah, like I played my freshman year there and, you know, like I, I don't even, I think I had like, like the most hits on a team that year. I mean, I remember that was the year that I also like made my first like big boy bat purchase. Like I had like spent over, I spent over a hundred dollars on obviously for my mom's credit card, um, on like the D Marini CF. I think it was like the CF seven CF. What I don't even remember. It was the orange and black one, but I like begged my mom to get it. Um, but yeah, I played my freshman year there. Um, this point, I was thinking like, oh, I'm just gonna go to Oak Hill, and and you know, at that point, I had like made a decision that I wanted to be on ESPN. Like I like wanted to be a sports broadcaster. I wanted to go to Syracuse. Um, I wanted to you know do that. Um, and I wanted to go to UT University of Tennessee. You know, that's because my mom, because my mom went there, and you know, to be a um, to get my master's degree and, and all that sort of stuff, which didn't end up happening. But um, anyway, so going into my sophomore year, I really had told my mom like I I don't like it there. Like I don't like it. I don't like that. There's no focus on baseball. Excuse me. I had to take some of my water. Um, and I really didn't like the fact that, like, they had no focus on baseball. Um, you know, I hated the fact that I didn't have my phone. You know, that was kind of one of the things that my mom really didn't really didn't like at all. Um, she didn't like that at all, that she couldn't call me. Um, but going into my sophomore year um, – we still couldn't decide whether I was going to go back to Oak Hill or, you know, transfer. So I think it's right around, I want to say July or like late July, early August, somewhere around there, um, that like my mom really couldn't find another school for me. You know, and I didn't want to go back to Oak Hill. So um, she, you know, I can vividly remember I was, I was up at her office, um, she she had her office at this time she had her own practice um and we're up there and my mom like says christopher come here and i'm like oh man she called me christopher like i'm in trouble and because she only does that when i'm in trouble 
um, or anybody. If anybody ever calls me Christopher, I get like scared because I'm like, oh, am I in trouble? Like, did I do anything? Um, but pretty much, um, she calls me in there and she says, hey, um, have you ever thought about doing online school? And I was like, mom, what's that? Like, you can go to school online? And she's like, yeah, you can. You can go, uh, that's how the homeschool kids do it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, is that how they're able to, like, chill out all day and still go to class? And they're, and my mom's like, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sweet. That sounds cool. And um, so pretty much, um, excuse me, excuse me, um, my mom tells me like that Indiana University has an online high school. And I'm thinking like, whoa, like what? Like I'm going to school online? And, excuse me, excuse me. Um, she tells me that, uh, that pretty much, uh, basically like I can do it from a computer and still get full credit because like we had no idea where I was going to school. And you know, at this point, like I had no idea, like she had left it up to me and I really, you know, it really didn't care at that point. Um, but I enroll, um, with the online school and man, it, it was terrible. Like I always be straight up honest about it. It was awful. It was horrible. Um, I didn't learn a thing. Um, it was so hard, um, that like my mom would try and help me and keep in mind, like just gave you all some background. Um, my mom went, my mom got into MIT, went to MIT for a year and then transferred to Vanderbilt, got her degree in biomedical engineering, biomedical engineering, sorry. Um, and then went to university of Tennessee at med school or for, for med school. Sorry. Um, but she couldn't even help me out with it. And I was like, I was like, man, mom, this is so hard, whatever. So I do like a semester of that. And I got horrible grades. I'm talking awful grades. Like, I really didn't even care. All I cared about was like playing baseball and going up to lifetime to play pickup basketball. And I want to say it was. I want to say like November or December that on one fateful day, um, I went up to Lifetime Fitness in Cargillville to go play basketball. Cause like, obviously I was still enthralled with basketball. Like I loved it, whatever. And I'm playing pickup and you know, I usually, you know, ever since I'd gotten the membership at Lifetime, I, I had gone up there to, to, uh, to play basketball for the most part. And like, maybe work out like whatever like i thought i was actually working out at the time nope um but pretty much sorry my throat's really dry um but pretty much i uh i got up there to play pickup and man um i'm playing against a bunch of adults up there um, you know, as a, I want to say I was 15, right around the time this happened, or 15 or 16. Um, and 
I'm coming down the court, and then I score on this guy. I score. We're going back on defense, and then I steal the ball away from this from this one guy, this big old dude, and um, go down and score a layup. They're coming up the court. I take the ball away from this guy on the ne- very next possession. He thinks I foul him. He calls a foul. And everybody around me is saying, no, that wasn't a foul, whatever. And he's getting all mad. So then they get the ball after I score. And then they score again. And then he starts talking all this trash, like saying how that was a foul, how if I keep fouling him, he's going to give me the shoulder or whatever. So then I think we score and he's coming down. Um on that very next possession and I can remember it clear as day um he slams the ball up into the air I watch the ball go up and then all of a sudden he takes his shoulder and like body checks me at the edge of the three point line and I slide from the edge of the three point line to to the middle of the free throw line and I have a gash that that is huge like i'm talking about my back is bleeding and everything it was bad and little little bit notes to me that is what caused my injury so afterwards i like notice like a sharp pain like i get up and like everybody around me is just like what just happened whatever and my i feel like the sharp pain in my back and like i was thinking like oh no I'll be okay, whatever. Like, it's just like a bruise or whatever. Well, um, after the game, I take my ball and because I, I brought a basketball up there um, and go back into the locker room, get changed, um, shower, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and man, it, it was it's really hard to talk about this because it had such an impact on my life so then i go and i hit in the cage with with a uh, with a friend of mine um and we get done hitting and like i notice my back's like really hurting like really badly and my friend who had his license at the time um takes me takes me to my mom's office and drops me off and um he had he had came he came and picked me up from lifetime by the way i forgot to mention that um but i go into the office and i say mom my back really really hurts really really hurts like really really badly and i show her the gash she's like who did this to you oh my gosh like my mom is freaking out and like it's bad like it was it was very bad um and so pretty much um the uh, my mom takes an x-ray of my back <clears throat> and uh there's no structural damage to it so then i keep like keep on going about my business you know whatever i'm still playing basketball you know i keep doing the uh keep doing the online school and uh man my back is like not getting better i'm like 
I go to my mom one day and I'm like, mom, it's not getting better. Like, I think we need to go do something about it. A week passes by and she's like, hey, how's your back doing? And I'm like, mom, it still really hurts. And um, then she says, well, let's get an MRI. So she calls up one of her one of her colleagues and uh, I get an MRI done on it and it turns out that I had ruptured my L4 and my L5 disc. And when I tell you my mother was beyond furious once she figured this out, she is beyond furious. Like she was she was mad about the cut, like but the cut can heal. Like it wasn't it wasn't like it was like gonna kill me you know I mean it was pretty big but like it was just it was just a little bit of blood and uh so after we get the MRI results she's like you do realize how serious this is right Chris and I'm like no I was like I have no idea she says dude you could have been paralyzed like this is five inches away from you being paralyzed and all I can think about is like am I gonna be able to do anything like am I going to be able to you know do my school you know am I going to be able to you know to to play baseball like am I going to be you know whatever and we go up to Lifetime Fitness the very next day after I'd gotten these results and um she goes into the general manager's office tells him what happened because obviously because like they have they have security they have security cameras or so I thought um <laughs> Oh yeah, um, so pretty much uh, she's like, I want to see the film of that guy checking him. Like it happened. Like look at like look at the gash on his back. And then she goes to me like show him, and I show him. And then you know um, he looks at the tape and he says, and I quote we see no film of this guy pushing him and we think he stole one of our basketballs i'm just i'm just telling you what the general manager told me now granted lifetime fitness they are under new management as of 2022 but back then when this happened i think it was i don't even remember what year it was but i know it was a while ago um, and that guy's been fired and everything. And Lifetime Fitness is amazing. Like, they are amazing. Their brand is amazing. It was just this one guy sucked at his job, if I'm being real. He was horrible at his job. And I had heard that from multiple people that, that, that were members up there. And so my mom was not very happy about this. And so um, after that, I had to go to PT um for about six months um i couldn't really do anything couldn't play basketball couldn't go hit um i couldn't throw a baseball couldn't couldn't do anything like i was basically like stuck to my computer and like i played xbox and that was it um and right around winter break was when you know my mom had said like hey you got to figure something out because this whole online school thing you slacking is not going to cut it. So then we start looking at other schools. And so, excuse me. Um, 
we start looking at our schools and you know by we I mean my mom um, and she keeps looking at all these schools and man she found this school online called Freiburg Academy in Freiburg Maine and um, literally we one weekend I think it was in December um, we fly all the way up to Portland Maine and um, we land in Portland on a Friday. We take my visit on a Saturday over there, and we had taken all my stuff up there. We had taken literally all my clothes, my Xbox, everything, um, my TV. Like I think we had to like force it into my suitcase just to just to get it in there. Um. So we go up there. We take the visit on Saturday. The lady showing the admissions lady is showing us around there. I, keep in mind, I had never been to Maine like as a kid I had gone to like I had gone to like Aruba and Mexico but like I was a little tiny baby I didn't I didn't remember any of that so we're up there in Portland Maine and I'm like just a 16 year old like what in the world like I'm up here in Portland Maine and I'm you know near Canada and I'm a kid from Memphis Tennessee like what and you know like going to Virginia wasn't wasn't that big of a deal you know like i mean because at least i was you know somewhat near somewhat near you know some family in north carolina and on my dad's side and you know i could go home you know like i could easily get to memphis if i wanted to you know it was just a flight um out of charlotte but anyway we're, we're up there and i take this visit on saturday and then that same monday i'm moving in i'm moving into to the dorms and my mom had told me before we took the visit, she was like, you do realize you're going to have to enroll um, like mid-winter break, right? And I was like, what? Like, we were on the plane and she was telling me this. And, um, man, I, you know, it, it was, she says, it's completely up to you. You know, we're and after we get done with the visit, and uh, you know, and all that sort of stuff, she she reiterates, it's completely up to you. And so then I take a night to sleep on it, and that Sunday I decided, hey, let's let's do it. And so like like I said, I uh, moved in that Monday, and I was officially at Freiburg Academy in Freiburg, Maine. And um it was it was it was probably probably one of the one of the best decisions I've ever made um in terms of being around different people and you know figuring out, you know, how to get along with different people and all that sort of stuff. So like I said, I transferred in midwinter break and uh you know I, I kinda you know, I was like, man, I was like I'm gonna make varsity, you know, I wanna play like on the varsity team, I want to start getting recruited, all that sort of stuff. And um, so that 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 uh that when I think that that uh that January they had tryouts um for for the varsity team for the baseball team. And so like at this point, like I was kind of accumulated to it, you know, I was kind of used to you know being a main and all that sort of stuff. Um, 
and it kind of worked out really well because like by that time I was already fully in love with with baseball and you know my favorite player was Dustin Bedroya like I bought a I bought a DP 15 a 2000 as my first you know really big big boy glove um you know that it was it was you know my first high quality glove um and of course I'm you know in New England so I get to watch all the Red Sox games um and really you know uh you know I when I when I tried out for the team you know I thought I I thought I made varsity like I really did as a as a as a sophomore um but you know they put me on JV um I played JV that that year and uh man it just opened my eyes to to how you know how far behind I was and like I had I had a really great year that year I mean I think I hit you know, 300 that year, um, you know, on JV, and then I got to play in a couple of varsity games. Um, but that was probably the most fun I've ever had in high school as far as, you know, my grades and and also, you know, baseball-wise. Like, I, I was just in this zone. Like, I remember being at the plate and thinking, like, nobody can throw this, throw this ball by me. Even when I played varsity, like, I – even when I got in, like, I thought, like, wow, like, I'm getting pretty good at, you know, playing baseball. Like, I think I can start getting recruited. And so then um, after my sophomore year of baseball and, you know, after I finished out the year, um, you know, my mom, my mom really didn't like me being so far away from home. And my dad didn't like it either, um, you know, because they couldn't come visit me. They couldn't, you know, really, you know, I would come home on winter break and, you know, and, and breaks and stuff like that. But like, it wasn't, wasn't like I was, you know, just, just two hours away or three hours away. Like I was a whole, I was on the other side of the country pretty much. Um, and they wanted me to be closer to home and to be in a better, better environment. Now, granted, it, it really was a good environment up there, but it really wasn't the academic environment that my mom wanted me to be in as far as, like, trying to get to college and trying to look good to colleges. Um, and, you know, I really wish, you know, on the athletic side of things that I had known what I know about um, about Twitter, you know, getting recruited on Twitter and, you know, putting your name out there. Because if I would have had that then, oh, my gosh, it would have been so much easier. Um, but anyway, I uh, after that, after that year, um, I really uh, I really decided, you know, that I wanted to transfer again. It really wasn't. You know, it, it really wasn't my, you know, my uh, my decision fully, but I had a lot of a lot of say in it. Um, you know, because at this point I was, you know, I want to say seventeen. Um, at this point, um, 
And that summer, me and my mom and, you know, I, my, my dad, you know, and I did it, you know, over over the phone and in person. We, we talked about, you know, where I should transfer to and, you know, um, to circle back uh, to when I was in that waiting period of, you know, do I want to go to Freiburg or, you know, do I want to keep doing the online school thing? I had applied to um, – to a school called the Blue Ridge School in St. George, Virginia, which is really, which is really Charlottesville, Virginia. Like it's like 15 minutes outside of there. Um, and I had gotten, and I had gotten denied um, because of my grades, and that really was a wake up call too. Um, but I had, uh, I had really put a lot of thought into it, and I was like, okay, I was like. I want to transfer and you know I uh, made the decision to transfer for my junior year um, I took a visit there and uh, you know it uh truthfully looking back on it like my mom kind of said hey you're gonna transfer like she made it seem like I had a lot of input into it but you know at the end of the day like looking back on it now as a 22 year old um, I really didn't, I really didn't have a lot of input into it, if I'm being honest. Um, but, uh, going back to, to the whole transferring thing, um, I take a visit there. I, you know, walk around the campus with, with one of the baseball players and he starts telling me about it. Um, you know, and all I keep saying is like, I want to bring a state championship to Blue Ridge, whatever. And then I enroll there, and uh, man, it's it was nothing, nothing like I expected, um, but in, but in a good way. Um, first of all, it was all boys. Um, when I got there, it was all boys prep, like our college prep boarding school, um, and I thought the all boys thing wasn't going to be an issue, but. It really was when I first got there. Um, you know, we were living in a dorm. You know, I was used to living in a dorm at this point because you know I had been to boarding schools obviously before um, the past two years of my my high school career. Um, but th- this one was a little bit different because like you had to wear a full suit and you had to wear you know um, dress shoes and. Um, when I when I first got to Blue Ridge, um, I really didn't know the impact that it would have on me. Um, so when I first get there, um, you know, I'm thinking it's gonna be normal. You know, it's gonna be normal high school year. You know, whatever. Um, I'll just play baseball. Nope. There's 200 kids in the whole school, um, and this was this was something that I didn't ask my visit. I didn't ask them how much how many kids were in the school. My mom knew, and she told me, but I was like, oh, okay, it's no big deal. But, like, I tell you there's 250 kids in the whole school, that's really how many kids there are. And um, pretty much I uh, come to find out that, like, you have to play a sport each trimester, each season. So that fall I played on a soccer team. And, you know, it, that fall trimester was really hard for me because I was still getting adjusted to it. So I made okay grades, like C's, B's. Um, but that that winter, um, 
man, it it was the first time that I had ever really thought, hey, wow, I'm going to play basketball on a school team. So I tried it for the JV team, and um, I – didn't make it like I didn't I didn't make the JV team and I was like oh, okay whatever like, I'll just I'll just wait until about ba- I'll just wait until baseball season well like I said you have to play a sport well you have to be the 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 one thing they didn't tell me was you have to be involved in a sport like you have to be like you can be a manager and that counts for your for your for your sport so one day I'm walking into a lunchroom and this big tall dude um like walks up to me and says hey chris um i don't know if you know me but i'm coach lemke and i'm like no i don't know you are you the basketball coach because like i assumed he's tall like basketball coach he's like yeah i am um why don't you come out and try and be a manager for our basketball team for for the for the varsity team and i'm like okay, like, what made you want to do this? And he's like, well, I heard, like, you didn't make the team, whatever. And I'm like, mm, okay, cool, I, mean, I might as well. So he tells me, just come out to practice tomorrow at, like, like 1 o'clock or something. So I come out there, and I'm, you know, watching, you know, and I, I truthfully really didn't know, like, a lot of people like I didn't I didn't have my core group of friends like I would go like still like sit alone and like eat my food be on my phone you know I I had met a I had met a few people but like I wasn't really like the most social person in the whole world if that makes sense so I go out there and like come to find out like we have a really good basketball team like everybody keeps telling me like yeah the basketball team's really good like I had no idea like when they said really good they meant like really good like in the state and nationally so anyway that winter um i was our varsity teams manager one of them one of like three and so then um when i tell you like that experience changed my life it really did like that was the first time that i really ever felt a part of a team and we ended up going 33 and 3 um, we won our conference. Um, we won our the state championship, and that was the best record in school history. I think it still is. Um, but the amount of friendships and the amount of camaraderie that we had on that team was unlike any any other. It still is probably the best like brotherhood that I've ever been a part of. And I still keep in touch with everybody that was on that team. I mean, on that team, you had Amir Sims, who's in the NBA. Um, you had Darius McGee, who is a, probably one of the top five point guards in the country. You can quote me on that right now um, at Liberty University, um, who can jump like 45 inches. We had numerous Division One commits, um, numerous Division Two commits. Um, and man, I mean, it's it's crazy because you know that that comes full circle later in the story, um, later in my story. Um, but man, it was it was some of the best times on that team, like working out with the team, um, you know, getting free Adidas shoes and having the code to the locker room, and 
you know, having my own locker and my name played and everything else. It was just so flipping cool. And that winter, I mean, it was, it was insane. Like we were, we were getting charter buses, going to play in Ohio. We played against Oak Hill Academy, which that was crazy how it came full circle for me. Um, I made some of my best friends off that team. Um, and I still keep in touch with, with all those guys um, for the most part. Um, some of them I've lost touch with um, just because they're so busy with basketball, but man, it was crazy. So uh, going into that spring, I, uh, I thought, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the baseball team. Like, there's no way I get cut, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, I, there's no way I, uh, I get cut. Well, going into uh, going into tryouts, um, tryout for your team, and there's like, you know, 30, maybe 30 of us. Um, and... I go into tryouts and I'm thinking, man, I got this in the bag. I have a horrible tryout, like horrible. Like looking back on, it was awful. Like I couldn't field a ground ball. I couldn't, you know, I didn't hit well. Like it wasn't good. Like it just was not good. So then um, the next day after tryouts are done, um, it's only one day. Um, and obviously you know, during the winter I had worked, like I had worked my butt off and like I put in a lot of work or so I thought. And, you know, obviously being the manager of the basketball team, it took a lot out of me, both my academics and, you know, just stress wise. But like I had pretty good grades. I like B's and C's. Um, and so after tryouts, I'm in my Portuguese class. Yes, I took Portuguese in, in, in high school. We had to, it was, um, it was part of, you know, the requirements to graduate. You had to take two years of a foreign language. So my smart self thought, okay, I'll take Portuguese. It'll look it'll look great on a college application. Da, 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 da. Still pretty cool. I learned how to speak it. My, um, my, I think my cousin's aunt, or no, 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 my cousin's wife is, uh, is Portuguese. Sorry. I don't know where I got aunt from. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I uh, took that and I get an email from the coach and I won't mention my name just because of what happens later on. Um, but in the email and it says, I am so sorry you, if you are receiving this email, you have not made the team, um, best wishes. And then he put his, and then he put his name. So at this point, I'm a Portuguese class. I'm one of like five kids in this class. And I like go outside, go to the bathroom, and just start sobbing. Like start sobbing, just absolutely sobbing. And when I tell you I cried so much that day, I cried so much. Like I was in class crying. Like I put my head down and act like, acted like I was reading a book. Like I was reading the book and I cried. I cried like so much that day and I go out of Portuguese class and I uh, I go down to our lunchroom and there's like this little like like uh, there's a little room there's this little like open room that like leads to our auditorium and I just sit there and I'm crying like everybody like people are walking by being like is he okay and I'm just sitting there sobbing probably wasn't the best look at the time but 
it is what it is. So flash forward um, to about two days after tryouts, and again, you know, and and without me playing baseball, like I didn't really have a sport. Like, you know, like I didn't want to do any other sport. I didn't want to do lacrosse. I didn't want to, you know, baseball is my thing, dude. Like, you know, and. Um, one day I'm I'm in my room and I'm just sitting there chilling on chilling on my phone and um I get a knock at the door and uh, it's Josh Cologne, our point guard. He's he's now at at Fordham, um and he goes I'm like so so we called him Rico because he's from Puerto Rico. I go hey Rico what's up man? And I'm sitting there still you know like I just gotten done crying. And uh, he says, hey, come out to practice tomorrow at like 3 or whatever, whatever time it was. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, I'm not on a team. He's like, bro, just come out to practice. And I'm like, dude, why would I come out? Like, he's like, just trust me, come out to practice. And this is really where that brotherhood and that camaraderie came into play is I get all my stuff after school and like they let us out and then like you get all your stuff and go to your sport so i get all my stuff and i get all my equipment and everything else you know out of my room and i go to practice and i'm thinking heck maybe coach is gonna let me try it again i don't know but um i show up and the first thing this coach says to me is what richmond what are you doing here or he, he goes like chris what are you doing here and i'm like rico told me to come and uh, he goes, hold on, I'll talk to you in a minute. So then he gets all these other guys started on a drill. And um, he, like, takes me into the wrestling room. And him and the assistant coach and the AD, who, um, you know, I really didn't like at the time. Um, and I still don't like him. <laughs> but anyway, I uh, – Man, it, it was it was crazy because I was sitting there in a wrestling room with all my baseball stuff, and he goes, "I don't know what, what he said. I'm gonna put it to you bluntly. I don't know what Rico told you, but like you're still not on this team." And I was sitting there thinking, like, "Man, I must look so stupid right now." He's like, "But Josh did mention to me that like you were coming, and all the guys want you on this team." And, like, that included, I'm going to shout him out, Huntley Hacker, who played at Brevard College and played his last year at Garner-Webb this past year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And he goes, I have a deal for you. And I'm like, okay, all right. And he goes, you can be the manager for four weeks. And after those four weeks are up, you can suit up as a member of this team. And I'm like, excuse me, in the back of my head, I'm thinking, no way. Like, no, no, I'm not doing that. And um, just to give you all a little background, I had been going to showcases and, um, you know, I had gone to Florida State's baseball camp and, no, I thought that that was the way to get recruited. Little did I know that Twitter was the way to get recruited, like playing travel ball was the way to get recruited, and like 
I just had always felt like I was at a disadvantage because I had never played I never played travel ball. And so then um I uh I decide, you know, I uh I go back to my room afterwards and everybody sees me leaving and they're like, Bro, where are you going? Where are you going? Whatever and I'm like, Man, I gotta go back to my room so then I go back to my room across campus and uh, I call my dad and I call my mom and I tell them and they both said, you know, take it, Christopher. Like, this is your, this is your opportunity. And so then I took it. I was a manager for four weeks and I suited up and I played in one game my junior year. One game as a pinch runner and uh, I got thrown out. Uh, trying to uh, try to steal second. So that was my junior year. It was probably the most embarrassing year I have ever had. Um, it was probably the most mental, probably the most mentally draining part um, of my high school career. Um, so going into uh, going into that that summer. Um, I really decided, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start working out. And truthfully, I'd never, I, I didn't know what I was doing. Like I would, I would look up, um, you know, different, different baseball workouts. Like I would look up free baseball PDF workout, and I would go on YouTube and look up different workouts and things like that. Um. But, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Like, I had zero resources. Like, I would, like, go into our school's weight room and, you know, um, when I was at school before the summer um, and, you know, do all these free workouts and, you know, be doing a different workout plan every week. And, uh, you know, it, it really was... It was crazy um, in a sense of like, you know, I was who really wanted to get better. Um, and, you know, I wanted to do the best I could, but I had no idea what to do. Um, and so then afterwards, um, after after school year um, ends, I really came home with a purpose. Like, I'm going to start working out. I'm going to actually, like, do the dang thing and actually get better and get bigger and get better and, you know, do my thing so that when senior year rolls around, I can really hit it hard. Um, keep in mind, I had no idea, like, how to get recruited. Like, I thought camps and showcases and – I was wasting all this money on camps and showcases and not really realizing like this is not what you this is not what you do like unless you have a tool to showcase and like I would like spend all this money all this money on showcases and everything and not really realize like how to how to do it how to really be a serious baseball player and it really wasn't anybody's fault but um but, uh, you know, it was just what I had. And 
Um, so after the summer of my junior year, um, going into my senior year, um, I decided that I wasn't going to be the manager of the basketball team uh, my senior year, and it really, it really benefited me um, because then I, you know, finally got to like chill out. I don't even remember what I did my my the winter of my senior year. Um, no, no, I do. I like was like weightlifting or whatever. Like I would do that, um, but pretty much um, that that year, um, that that spring season, um, my 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 baseball season, um, obviously, duh. Um, man, it really was eye opening because like here I was, I had no college plans. None of these schools were recruiting me that I kept on emailing from NCSA that me and my dad had signed up for that that summer. And I had no idea, like no idea. And I can remember um, during the spring, I signed up for NCSA and I started emailing all these schools. I probably emailed like 3,000 schools, 3,000 schools a day. And... Um, Eventually, um, I ended up getting an offer, a preferred walk-on offer from Piedmont International University. Um, and one weekend, we had to go down there um, to visit the school, go down there, visit the school, and um, the coach at the time, I don't even remember his name. I don't remember, like, really any of the visit to be honest um but he tells us like hey the we need you to sign by monday um or like that's that's the end of our recruiting like time like that's the the recruiting calendar ends and i had i had no idea like i didn't know anything about this like all i knew was that a college was trying to recruit me and you know, I was it, and so I signed that that Monday, um, and I had a place to go. I had to go. I had a place to go to play college baseball, and I was so dead set on it. And you know, I um, you know went went through a really bad breakup um, that that year as well um, during the spring during the spring. Um, which was which was crazy. Um, like she was she was a slow she was this she was this girl um, at one of our sister schools and like oh voice crack hello um, she was she was one of the girls at our sister schools that we had like a partnership with or whatever like they would come to our school for dances and things like that whatever. Um, so like that happens and I am dead set on going to PIU and I'm like I'm gonna go I'm gonna play college baseball like but little little benotes to me like first of all when I took the visit they really didn't tell me that like like how much the school cost I mean I don't even think I asked truthfully um but this the the next part
first travel ball team. Um, finally convinced my dad to, you know, to let me, to let me do it. Um, I had moved in with him when I was 16. Um, you know, and, and it really wasn't, you know, it really wasn't a decision that was easy for me at 16 years old. Um, I had forgotten to, I, I, I had forgotten to mention, to, to mention that. Um, but man, it was, it really was tough for me to adjust at first. Um, but they, uh, you know, I, I tried out for this team and I made it. Um, it was the first travel ball team I really ever played on. And uh, let's just say it was it was it was quite quite the uh, quite the team. Um, I played like six games for them, and then like I just got sick of like seeing like kids on their phone in the dugout and like you know making fun of teammates and all that sort of stuff. So after six games, me and my dad we we sat down and we were like, "Man, we're we're through with this. Like this is stupid. Like, but um." Anyway, I uh, it was one day in July, and I was working out um, at my dad's at my dad's little uh, little condo gym that he had um, at the at the uh, apartment complex that he lived in, and I get a call from this coach. Um, at first, it was a Bradenton, Florida number, um, and keep in mind, like I was still going to showcases and like still like going on like trying to get interest from colleges because I knew that I didn't want to go to Piedmont at this point um so I signed up to go to a showcase in Bradenton Florida and um I had signed up I had paid paid the money you know found a ho- tried to find a hotel room you know whatever and I told my dad about it and all this sort of stuff and we like made plans to go down there well lo and behold um this this coach that was calling me um, was Kevin Keys, and I pick up the phone and I go, "Hello, like, who is this?" And uh, you know, he 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 then introduces himself and says, "You know, I'm Coach Keys. I'm the head coach of the postgrad team here at Inspiration Academy. We we saw your we saw your profile on NCSA, and we really think you'd be great for." We really think you'd be a you'd be a great fit for the post grad team down here in Florida, and I'm like, I just asked him like, what is a post grad year? And then he goes on to tell me that it is a year after you're done with high school that you can still play ball and keep your college eligibility. And by this time during the summer, I had like educated myself. Like I had done a crash course on like college eligibility, D3, D2, D1, NAI, all that sort of stuff. And, um, I still wasn't, you know, satisfied with my decision to go to Piedmont. And, um, basically I, you know, talked to him and I mentioned how that I was going to showcase in Florida and, how you know it probably would work out um, really well, and um, you know how it probably work out in the same weekend. And they agreed that you know I'd do a visit. I, you know, obviously I talked to my parents about this, but uh, they said that if we could make it work, that we would do a visit um, on the same weekend. And then within two weeks, um, I was down in Bradenton, Florida. I did the visit at Inspiration. They put me through a workout. Um, 
and all that sort of stuff. Took video, whatever. I got to meet Mario Jimenez. Got to meet all the coaches down there. Um, and they, uh, I did the showcase that same day. Um, and did that. Um, and then another postgrad was trying to recruit me, um, which I told them no, um, because I, I just didn't really have a good feeling about it. Um, and then once I did the visit with Inspiration, I, uh, I went home to Memphis and thought about it and uh, talked it over with my dad, talked it over with my mom. And, um, man, I just, you know, I, I thought about it. I prayed about it. Um, and I made the decision to go to Florida um, for – you know, my postgrad year, which, you know, really, it was going to change my life. Um, and I knew that if I did it, um, it would be one of those things where I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it a thousand percent and there's no looking back now. I've already signed the papers. So I get down there in August. Um, they had set me up with an apartment, um, with, five other guys you know i'm living in living in a three-bedroom apartment with you know a roommate and then two other guys who were in a room and then two other guys who were in a room and you know living on my own for the first time you know really ever like boarding school wasn't really living on my own um yeah because we didn't have a kitchen and all that sort of stuff um but I get down there at about 132 pounds, um, and man, I you know it, it really that that really was the first time that like it had really opened my eyes up to seeing just just how good and how talented you know all these different kids were and all this sort of stuff. And keep in mind, on my visit, they told me they were like, yeah, we play against NAIs and JUCOs and all that sort of stuff, and we'll help you get recruited again. Well, I spent nine months down there. I trained five days a week. We played a full spring season. We, you know, heck, I even had a clinic with Aaron Judge's hitting coach. Um, but that's that's another story for another day. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I spent nine months down there. I went from 132 pounds to 145, um, just straight eating 4,000 calories a day, working out three days a week. Uh, it really was the first time in my life that I'd ever pushed my body um, and pushed my mental toughness um, because, man, when I first got down there, and it's funny because one of our coaches even told me that, uh, or told me this. Um, you know, when I first got down there, there was no way I should have been on a college roster. No way. No way I should have been signed um, as a collegiate player. Like, I should not have had a offer coming out of high school because I was that bad. And um, got down there, um, worked my butt off like nobody's business and I'm talking about like I'm living like a minor leaguer at this point um 
and man it was it was it was crazy like our apartment flooded and i was the only one that knew what to do i was the only one that really knew how to cook i was the only really the only one who knew how to you know kind of keep up with stuff like a lot of these kids have never really been around or been away from their parents um you know kind of like me you know i kind of knew what i was doing but not really um, but on the baseball side of things, you know, I really got a lot of good instruction down there. Um, shout out to Coach Wade, Coach Wade Satsinger. He is the goat of infield play. Um, and man, it was it was honestly the hardest I had ever worked um, up until that point. Um, but on the recruitment side of things, um, you know, it, it was it was very light. Um, not a lot of schools were reaching out to me. Um, and not a lot of schools wanted to recruit me, to be honest. And it's funny because we took a visit. I remember I loaded up, um, I don't know, we, we loaded up in, uh, in a car and, uh, and drove to, uh, and drove to uh, Cincinnati uh, to go visit Cincinnati Christian. And we went through a whole workout. We, you know, we went through the workout on the visit, you know, whatever. And, um, you know, the coach, the coach at the time told me he was going to offer me. And I was very excited because it, it, was, it was March and I had to be signed by you know, May of May of that year. Um, and this was 2018 through 2019 when I did this. Um, when, I, when I did the postgrad year, because I was class of 2018. And um, man, it was, it was, it was crazy. Like he told me he was gonna offer me a scholarship, never did. Um, I was very bummed out about it because I was like, man, I was like, I, I can finally say I'm going to school. Um, you know, to play ball, to play ball, and uh, he never did. So I mean, it is what it is. Um, but when I did my postgrad year, honestly, that was the hardest I had ever been pushed at that point. You know, we were working out. You know, we were training you know, five days a week. It was hot. It was humid. We were playing against really good competition. Like we played against IMG all the time, played against their postgrad team. Um, you know, just worked our butts off, and we had nine commits by the early signing period, uh, all junior college. And then, um, you know, I really wasn't getting the attention that I thought I should because I had improved so much. I gotten my body weight up I had increased my exit velo from you know 73 to 85 um you know I got my 60 time down from an 8.2 to a 7.5 you know I was going to all these Under Armour showcases and paying all this money and all this sort of stuff and paying for the postgrad and and you know come April I didn't have anywhere to go I had had some schools reach out to me and, and everything but you know, if I would have known that flat ground and flat ground bats and, you know, and, and the flat ground app was a thing on Twitter, oh my gosh, I would have been spamming it so much. But 
I didn't know. And I relied on my coaches to do it. And they, you know, I kept on sending emails and, you know, cold emailing people and, you know, cold calling coaches and all that sort of stuff. Um, but eventually going into late April, um, I managed to get a offer from this division three school called Berea college. And, um, you know, it, it, it was one of these things where I was going to go visit the school, um, and meet the coaches and all that sort of stuff. Like I had texted with them a couple of times, been on the phone with them a couple of times. And, um, you know, I was sold on it. I was like, man, it's perfect. It's, it's six hours away from my house. I can go to school right near, you know, right near my house. You know, my mom is in the horse racing business. So whenever she comes up to Lexington, she can visit me. Um, well, I apply to school, send them all my test scores, send them, you know, send them all that they need. And then, you know, uh, about two weeks go by, don't hear anything from them. Um, and then a week before signing day, um, the head coach tells me, you didn't get in and we're sorry, but we can't we can't take you if you're not accepted. And that was kind of a wake up call as to, as to, as to division three, um, division three rules and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, that really was like a low point in my life. I cried so much. I was just so frustrated. I was tired of, you know, things not going my way. I was tired of, you know, being, being denied at playing college baseball and, you know, I had moved my whole, basically my whole life down to Florida, you know, for these nine months to, to really give it my best shot at it. Um, you know, and, you know, here, here it was another, another roadblock. And so eventually, um, I ended up, uh, you know, just kind of working through it. And I remember that night, um, one of my teammates came in and said, Hey, look, I heard about what happened. Um, I have a junior college coach in Maine that, that would, that would, that would take you. And he said, but you got to get on the phone with him and text him or call him by tomorrow. And I did it first thing in the morning. Um, Got in contact with him. It actually ended up being in Portland, Maine. And uh, it was Southern Maine Community College. I went on a visit that Friday and signed that Tuesday. And uh, went up there um, after signing day uh, in, I want to say, July, late July, early August. Um, Went up there, did my first semester of college there. Got pretty good grades. You know, I worked my butt off through the through the through the fall and and part into winter. It was cold. You know, we couldn't really go outside. The facilities weren't really the best um, at that time. But you know, I was just grinding. I was trying to grind away at it. Um, but then during. Um, Right before we were about to go to winter break, um, coach calls me into his office 
and says, um, hate to break this to you, but, um, but I heard that you were talking smack about, um, about the team. And I said, no, that's not true. And, um, you know, I, I told him that wasn't true. I told him that, you know, that I didn't do these things. And, um, he said, well, regardless, I'm going to have to cut you. And so he cut me and that was really, really hard because it exposed me to the business of college sports. And it really, like, it, it devastated me because here I was across the country again and, you know, another ro- another roadblock in my story. And, you know, it, it made me think, like, man, is baseball really for me? Like, should I just go be a normal student? Should I just go back home and go to Memphis and be a normal student? Well, um... I had before the the week before all this happened, he had, or no, I had signed up for a summer league, um, called the Palm Springs Collegiate League. It's it's out in California, or it was going to be, um, and they help guys find homes or transfer, and uh, you know I. As soon as it happened, as soon as he cut me, um, for a bogus reason that I will still maintain that I did not do it, um, he or I basically filled out the transfer form, and um, within the next probably want to say two days after that happened, um, Zach Novis who at that time was the pitching coach at the University of St. Mary, got in contact with me, I got a phone call, and uh, they were recruiting me. And so they wanted to get me a, they wanted to get me on a visit um, to, to campus, and it's in Leavenworth, Kansas. So during winter break, me, my dad and I decided to take a visit to Kansas City or to, to the campus, which it's not in Kansas City, it's in Leavenworth. Um, but pretty much we, uh, take a visit, um, and over that winter break, I kind of, you know, it it really was, you know, a trying time for me because I didn't know what was going to happen with my career. I thought it was done. I thought it was done. I thought I was done playing. And, um... So I take I take the visit to the University of St. Mary in Leavenworth, Kansas, and um, meet Coach Petty, great guy, amazing dude. Um, he tells me that they can offer me 25% of a scholarship, and at that time I am over the moon. I'm like, yes, this is what I want to hear. Um, and within like three days after the visit, I sign. I sign the letter of intent. And then I move in after winter break, and, you know, I thought that I was the only guy they were bringing in. turns out they were bringing in two other guys. Um, but, 
so then I played the rest of my freshman year there. I redshirt, um, which was a blessing in disguise because that that was when I want to say that was when COVID. Yeah, that was when COVID started. Um, when I redshirted my freshman year is when it happened. Um, so twenty. 19, yeah. 2019 going into 2020, I think. I, I don't really know. I mean, it's all been a blur. But um, redshirted my freshman year. And then, you know, it, it, it sucked. Like, I'm not going to lie. I wanted to travel. I wanted to play. But, you know, throughout that time, it, it kind of led to a bunch of blessing in this, blessings in disguise. Um I got to meet my really close mentor, Noah Vaughn. I'm sure y'all know who he is. Um, I met a lot of great people during that time. Um, And after my, I want to say after my freshman year, I was like, man, I was like, I really wanted to play, you know, whatever. But then COVID happened and, you know, the season got canned and, then I was, you know, in Ranger, Texas, because they had to move the the collegiate league to um, to Texas because that was the only place they could play with, you know, California's laws at that time. And California was on full lockdown, um, so I played in the Palm Springs collegiate league that that summer, and I sucked. Like I'll be honest with you, I was horrible. I only got one hit the whole summer, and I was trash. Like, let me tell you, I was trash. And it was just a it was just a hard summer for me. Like, I don't know what it was. I just wasn't seeing the ball well, but it was it was bad. Like, I, I'll be the first person to tell you it was horrible. Um, but play, play during the summer, have a lot of fun, meet a lot of good people, um, and, you know, really, you know, figured out that Fort Worth was legit and you know got to got to come down here and hit with you know Noah all the time and meet his wife Riley and you know they're, they're two of the biggest people in my life right now um but pretty much I uh go back to St. Mary um have a pretty have a pretty disappointing fall um but man, it, it was it was a crazy fall to say the least. Um, during during the fall, I was playing second base, um, and I was having an okay like an okay fall, um, but I wasn't having what I expected to after working my butt off all summer, and something crazy and chaotic happened. So during one of our doing one of our inner squads. Um, I was at second base, a ball was hit up right at my general direction. So I'm sitting there, I'm saying ball, 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 like calling it off and waving my arms and everything. And all of a sudden I see an arm go over me, excuse me. And it's our six, seven first baseman, Trevor, who had, who had, like reached over me and tried to make the play, even though it was at second base. I mean, it was a it was a freak thing, but he his left arm is over me, forcing me to the right because I'm trying to get out of the way and trying to catch the ball. 
Well, little did I know that the ball had taken a, a different path. And when he put his arm over me, it forced me right into the ball. And the ball hit me in the hit me in the eye, and that that was the most pain I've ever been been in in my life. It was horrible. Um, Coach Petty comes out, IAT comes out. I'm sitting there crying, bleeding everywhere, you know, whatever. And uh, Coach Petty takes me to the AT room. Um, the AT really can't do much for me. I'm sitting there with blood streaming down my face. My pants are all bloodied. You know, my my shirt was all bloodied. Um, you know, it, it really was, it really was uh, a traumatic injury. Um, they take me over to the ER that's right next to the school at the, I think it's St. John's, um, St. John's Hospital. Um, but they take me over there. I get, I get, uh, get admitted into the emergency room. They start pumping me full of morphine. Um, to treat the pain, I, you know, was really dizzy before they admitted me, and I told them, I'm like, I'm really dizzy, and they said, okay, we have to get you back here, stat. Um, and then they put the morphine in me. That really didn't help, to be honest. Um, they turned off all the lights because they knew I had a concussion. Um, there's blood still streaming down my cheek. Um, nurses are coming in, checking up on me. It, it had been like an hour, and this was 7 o'clock at night. Um, and they keep on coming back, coming back, checking me. And eventually, uh, they figure out that, you know, I'm going to need stitches to, to heal up the cut that's, that's right under my left eye. And, um, they put eight stitches in my face. Um, they found out that, um, after taking x-rays that I had cracked it in five different places. I had a cracked orbital in five different places. And if that ball would have hit me in the uh, five in five inches to the right, it, I would have lost my eye. There's no chance I have a left eye. Um, if 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 it hits five inches to the right, um, which is which is a miracle. Um, so they put eight eight stitches in my eye. Um, I get transferred over to a specialist over there in Overland Park at around I want to say ten o'clock at night. Um, we're there for about another hour. Specialist sees me, um, takes an MRI on my face. Um, she's just making sure that there's no internal damage um, besides the broken orbital. Um, but yeah, I had eight stitches in my face and um, a fractured orbital in five, in five different places. Um, I was out for a month. Um, it was the hardest injury that I probably ever had to go through besides my back. Um, it was awful. I, I really thought, like, man, like, I don't know if y'all believe in God, but I do. But, like, God has really tested me. And, like, I was out of school for about, I want to say, a month. I couldn't do anything. I just sat in my room all day and... You know, I, I generally I was sitting in the dark, like, because I was concussed, and uh, you know it, it was really tough. Um, but I managed to come back um, with with probably like let's say with like two months of like you know having to do it, um, having to or have, not having to do it, um, having to recover. Um, 
and it was it was insane um but you know at that time I had met you know Jake McFarland who is still my one of my greatest friends and one of my biggest mentors um he really helped me you know rehab it and you know he he really helped me figure out how to throw right and you know help me refine my mechanics all that sort of stuff um but that's another story for another day um but yeah they uh that was probably the scariest scariest time of my life and uh scariest time of my parents life too um so pretty much uh, going to that spring, I'm thinking, you know what, I'm back, I'm healthy, you know, it's going to be okay, um, you know, everything's going to be fine, um, you know, I'm going to be okay, um, and it, it wasn't okay going to that spring. Um, I started to hate baseball. I started to hate everything about it. Uh, just because of my injuries and you know and all the stuff that was going on I uh, I really wasn't happy being a psychology major at that point um, I didn't like it I started to hate it I started to hate baseball just because I wasn't you know going into that spring I thought I was going to play a lot but I didn't because of the injury and I started to feel better. I started to hate the game. I started to hate hate my teammates. I started to hate everybody. And that was a really deep, dark time because I never hated baseball. You know, as much as it frustrates me, you know, because of this game of failure. Excuse me. Um, I had never hated it. Like, I never hated the game. I always loved playing the game. But, like, I started to hate actually playing the game. And, uh... You know, after that spring of only getting 10 at-bats and, you know, traveling and, you know, all the demands and, you know, um, having to keep a scholarship up and, you know, all that sort of stuff, it it basically felt like a job and I didn't, you know, I started to resent it. So then after after the season, um, I made the tough decision to give up my scholarship and transfer um, it's nothing against the coaching staff that was there. Um, it was just I was in a bad place, and I needed to get out of that bad place, and I needed to do it somewhere other than the University of St. Mary. Um, I still know a lot of people that play there. I still know, you know, I really have some good friends there. Um, but, you know, it just wasn't the place for me. Um, and so going into a transfer portal again, um, I made sure that I was going to do it right this time. So I came down to Texas, um, to Fort Worth specifically, um, started working out at Cova Sports, um, shout out to them, um, but worked out and hit there, um, you know, really got you know, started getting more films, started to, you know, figure out what Twitter was. Now you can get recruited off of Twitter and all that sort of stuff. Um, And, you know, it it really changed my life. Um, You know, I 
had a bunch of schools hit me up and you know on twitter i'm sitting there thinking man this is impossible like this i just i'm getting recruited off twitter i'll posting videos on twitter which is insane um but that uh that summer i had you know narrowed it down to two schools and that was lincoln college and um and blackburn college um so i actually took both visits on one weekend i flew from dallas or no yeah yeah from dallas lovefield to st louis um flew in there thursday um went on a visit um that weekend to lincoln and to blackburn and um you know at that at that time i had I'd also started working out at apec at apec fort worth um you know which which apec is is you know a quick little side note they're absolutely amazing if you guys have the opportunity to work out at apec do it like i'm i'm like right now they're f- number one supporter like they're awesome. I'm interning there right now, um, but that's that's another thing for another time. Um, but I, uh, you know, I came back to came back to Fort Worth, um, reevaluated my options from both of the um, from both the visits, and I decided on Blackburn College. And you know, we're we're D three. We play in the SLEAC. Um, with, with a bunch of really good teams like Webster, Greenville, all these different all these different um, colleges, they're really good. Um, man, it's been a blast. Um, you know, I, going into this going into this fall, I thought you know I'm gonna be a position player, you know whatever. I'm gonna play second base. Didn't really have the fall that I wanted to, and in the winter they converted me to a pitcher um and they want me to be a they want me to be a submarine sidearm guy um so i'm still figuring all that out um but now i'm going into my senior season um and i've currently been you know enjoying the summer um and i'm interning currently at apec um as well as training there and interning with Power Move Marketing and taking a summer class so that I can graduate. Um, but if my story touches you or you know inspires you and really makes you want to go get it, then I've achieved my goal. Um, you know, hopefully, hopefully I'll uh, graduate this this year with a degree in sports management, and we'll and we'll see where baseball takes me. But if you if you guys have liked this, if you guys have made it to the end of this very long episode. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and go follow me on all my social medias at ChrisRichmond underscore. Um, you can follow, also follow the pod at the Players underscore podcast, and you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Audacity and anywhere you can get any of your uh, any podcasts.